Hello, my name is Janet Singleton, and my leadership quote that I chose is from Bill, Bill Gore, and it's, what is leadership? Well, a leader is someone who has followers. How does that happen? It is a natural process. When there is someone in my group who is knowledgeable, skillful, perhaps dominant, perhaps historically they have been right, and he says, let's go this way. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is exclusively brought to you by Goody, which provides effortless gifting for all occasions. If you're tired of sending tacky, impersonal business gifts, then you should definitely check out Goody. My friends at Goody offer a collection of hundreds of curated brands like Levain Bakery, Therabody, Milk Bar, and Ember Mugs. With Goody, if your recipient doesn't like your gift, they can swap it out for one they do like. You can find perfect gifts for any occasion, whether it's work anniversaries, birthdays, new hire onboarding, or company swag. It's free to start gifting, and you get a $20 credit when you sign up. Also, be sure to mention the Leader Assistant Podcast when signing up, and Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. So go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to disrupt the inefficiencies in your team's gifting strategy. Again, that's leaderassistant.com slash Goody. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and welcome to episode... 171. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 171. Leaderassistant.com slash 171. And today I'm excited to be speaking with Janet Singleton. Janet is executive assistant at W.L. Gore and Associates. She supports the chief executive officer and board chair. Janet, how's it going? Well, Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing all right. What part of the world are you in? So I am located in Elkton, Maryland. That's not far from where Gore is headquartered in Newark, Delaware. Awesome. Are you from that area? I am. That is where I where I grew up, and I grew up knowing all about Gore in the community. So it was a natural a natural evolution of that I that I would work there one day. Great. And what do they do? What what does W.L. Gore do? So we're most famously probably known for Gore-Tex. The Gore-Tex jackets, we make the waterproof and windproof breathable jackets. But we're in a lot of other applications, such as medical devices. We do stents with the heart. It's really, there's electrical electrical devices. We're in cell phones. We're in, um, we're in the cables that provide uh, internet on the airplanes. We have been part of the space missions to the moon. And it's just, it's an amazing, we have a, we use a material called PTFE that we have just found so many applications for. Hmm. And so it's, it's a lot of different products. Wow. So you're the reason why my executive texted me the other day and said his internet on his plane wasn't working? (laughs) Ah, no, that would not be us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. It looks like you've been at 
W.L. Gore for around 20 years. Is that right? It'll be 20 years next month. Wow. Blown by. And you started as a receptionist. And I did. I w- how did you get into like the, you know, kind of work your way up and now you're supporting the top dog, if you will? Yeah, it's been a it's been a really fun, fun journey, if you will. Um, starting out, I started out right out of college at Gore as a receptionist. And that was a great, a great starting point for me. I really got to meet a lot of people in that role and felt like I I knew just about everybody in the plant that I worked in. And um, shortly after I started at Gore, I be- became pregnant. And then when I came back, I came back into a different role. So that was my my first admin assistant role. And from there, just kind of moved around within the division I was in. And then eventually one day, um, the, assist- the assistant for the the previous board chair was retiring and they were doing a transition of the board chair as well. And, um, it was one of those moments that I knew if I didn't raise my hand and express interest in that I would regret for the rest of my life. So, um, I thought it's worth a try. And I, I was pleasantly surprised and pleased with the outcome. So I love my job and love what I do. Hmm. So how long have you supported the CEO? So it started off about six years ago with the chairman of the board. And then just about a year and a half ago, the chairman of the board also became the CEO. So it's a dual role for the past year and a half. Okay. Which is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So you worked with the prior CEO, just not directly? I did not. The prior CEO had had his own assistant. Okay. Nice. So you had to work with with that assistant? Yes. Yes, we worked closely together. Awesome. So what what's maybe one tip on working well with another assistant in the office? So I would say a big part is communication. Without without communication, it's you know, regu- having those regular touch points with someone that you work that closely with is really important. The thinking thinking to other admins that I work with today, I have regular catch-ups kind of weekly and then, you know, almost daily as needed. But that communication piece is with how information is is changing so quickly in this day and age, it's really important to just stay in touch and connected. Yeah, yeah, well said. So you are, you know, you sent me some notes before our conversation and you had a lot of interesting um, topics, if you will, that you wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to start asking you about them and we'll, we'll have some fun. So the first thing is you mentioned you're passionate about the limitless possibilities of the assistant role. Tell us a little bit about how you've seen that there's essentially, um, no, no cap to what, what an assistant can do. Yeah, it is. It's a really unique role I have found in that there's there's not this box like there is around so many other roles. You know, an assistant is really there to serve and support the the executive that they work with, and it can be whatever whatever and anything that they need help with. And so I, you know, I sometimes will hear other other admins say, "Well, that's not real. That's not admin work." And you know, I I challenge them to think 
to think out of that box and to think that really anything that helps your executive is something that that you can do that is in, it's within scope of that admin role and um, it just has it has a huge impact on the customer when you're willing to kind of step out of that box and and do things that are not kind of traditional admin work and it opens up a lot of doors and opportunities yeah and you know you said you found that assistants will ask their executives a general question like what can I do to help and that's part of you know this limitless idea of hey we can we can really help with a, a lot more than people think um, but you recommended that the best way to do it instead of just asking for help is to identify how you can help and suggest solutions so tell us tell us about how you in your career have attempted to do just that sure so it's it's one of those roles too jeremy where i feel like ex- you know executives customers whoever we are supporting they don't always necessarily know how to work with an admin they don't know what what is admin work and sometimes i think they're afraid to ask for certain things because they're not sure what we're what we're capable of maybe or what is within that scope and that bounds and so i do often when admins say well i asked i asked my customer you know what i could do to help i encourage them to flip the question and say you know well here's here's what i here's what i think i can do for you and ask them would that be helpful and it's really kind of flipping that flipping that page around how you think about how you help them and really being proactive about identifying ways to help. And one of the, one of the biggest ways I have found personally to identify is to get in the room with your customer or your executive. And, you know, sometimes one of the easiest ways to do that is just to, you know, it's a very basic offer to take minutes or offer to track action items. And that gets you in the room. And once you're in that room, it opens up all kinds of doors for opportunity for you to hear what's going on and be enables you to be more proactive about how you can help them and, and raise your hand, right? It's not, it's not about being reactive and responding to them asking you to do something. It's about raising your hand and saying, here's, I think I can do that. Let me take a shot at it or I can draft that for you or get it started in some way. Yeah. So it's really powerful that, just switching thinking about it in that way yeah i love i love the recommendation to you know offer to take notes or or, uh, circle back with action items because people are typically looking for help with follow-up steps so that's a great way to get in the room so you've been an assistant for a while and i you know in my experience um, almost 17 years of experience as an assistant as well. Um, so we both know that the role is different than it used to be and that we're always having to learn. So how do you continue to reinvent yourself and stay curious? That's It's an ongoing challenge. And there's, as you said, the role continues to change and morph over time and, um, I think one of the biggest things to really expand the role is you have to build that trust and credibility with our customers. And we do this by executing and over-delivering on those little things every day 
And it's not just meeting the expectation, but striving to exceed it. And, you know, we look for ways to do more than what they ask to demonstrate that you can identify what they need. And over time, that trust leash gets longer and longer. And um, another thing that I've learned over the years is to just say yes, right? It's not always comfortable. It's not always what I feel like saying. But when I'm asked to do something, I may not know how to do it. Or I may not feel like I have the time to do something. But I know I can figure it out with the help of my admin network. And um, one of my friends and coworkers, she always would say, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and, you know, when I first started supporting the board of directors, I can remember, you know, one of the first meetings they asked me to plan was going to be located in Japan. And at this point, I had hardly been out of the country, but maybe twice in my life and never as far as Japan. So that was a huge stretch for me. But the fact that they had confidence in my ability to pull that off really made me all that more determined not to let them down. And that was a huge learning opportunity for me. So I would encourage people, you know, say yes and take on that work. And eventually it gives you that opportunity. So it's eventually going to become too much, right? But it gives you that opportunity to kind of pick and choose the work that you want to do. And then eventually you'll be able to hopefully create a, a new role and, and split the work. And I found that's a, a neat way to just kind of grow the role over time. And it offers a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So, you, you know, you said your friend, said fake it till you make it uh so speaking of friends and and network how have you utilized and connected with other assistants in your career to really uh you know bounce ideas off of and and grow in your role yeah so just just recently jeremy so when i when i first started supporting the ceo there's a whole there's a whole team of of executives that, that the CEO works with and they all have admins. And so I pulled that group together and we did, we did a book club with your book and we would meet once a month and I would send out kind of this homework and we had a discussion guide and that, that was, was a great learning because we just kind of, we, we got to know each other and build relationships that way, but it's created this network that we have where we all feel comfortable reaching out, asking, asking questions, asking for help, sharing knowledge. And it's, it's turned into, a, you know, a really neat group of, of peers for me. And it all started out of, you know, it was, it was a, a bit of a risk at first, you know, it was something that was not super comfortable, but in the end, I think they all really appreciated and valued that experience and the relationships that came out of that as well. I love it. And my favorite part about this is you did this discussion group book club with your team before I released my workbook. Yes. And so yes. <laughs> I actually, I actually was a little, little slow in getting my study slash discussion guide slash workbook for the leader assistant book out. And so you just didn't let that stop you and you came up with your own schedule and, and did it anyway. So props to you guys. Yeah, it was, yeah, I definitely look forward to checking out the workbook though. That's exciting. 
Yeah. And if anybody is listening and has grabbed the book, but hasn't had a chance to grab the workbook, you can go to assistantworkbook.com to check out the workbook, assistantworkbook.com. All right, Janet. So I want to hear a story. So you mentioned there was a funny story about, or an interesting story um, about your board meeting, building credibility and trust and uh, being late to a board meeting. Is that right? So tell us about that. Jeremy, it was, I was so embarrassed. It was, so it was my, it was my first real board meeting with, I, I was still partnering with the person that did this, that was in this role before. And I was so nervous. Like usually I don't sleep at all before a, a big day like that. And it's, especially being new to the role. And I don't know what it was, but I, I slept in and completely missed the first topic of that board meeting. And I, I just felt like I didn't know what to do. And so I waited till the first topic was over. They had a break and I snuck in and, you know, I was just completely mortified and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how many of them even realized it because the, like I said, the person I was partnering was still there. So I think it was a bigger deal to me than it was to them. And afterwards, you know, I went up to the the chair of the board and told him later what had happened and apologized profusely and thought for sure I was going to get fired. And he just kind of, he just kind of laughed and said it was okay. And, you know, I think he knew it was never going to happen again <laughs> based on how I was responding. But in that moment, like, in that moment, it was, I think, looking back on it, a huge trust building moment in that he knew I was going to be honest and tell him the truth. And I just, it, it was a, it was a big trust building moment, I think, for me. Wow. Yeah, that's the worst. Sleeping past your alarm or forgetting yeah. an alarm. That's like the worst. <laughs> and yeah, it hasn't happened since. So. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So, okay, let's talk about uh, compensation real quick. So um, how have you, you, you mentioned compensation philosophy is basically compensation follows contribution. Tell us more about that and how you've uh, gone to bat for yourself when it comes to getting paid appropriately. Yeah, so at, at Gore, our compensate that is our compensation philosophy as a company is that you're rewarded with compensation after you after you have contributed. So it's maybe a little a little different than than other companies in that you know historically we had we did not do a whole lot of increases when you would change a role. It was more you do the role and then once once you prove that you can do it, then you get then you get the compensation. So it, it's always pushed me, I think, to, to prove myself and continuing to, to always challenge myself to grow and develop. And, um, and it's, it's worked out well. And another, another piece of our compensation philosophy is that we strive to be internally fair and externally competitive. And I am part of uh, the committee for the admin function at Gore that it helps to ensure this philosophy around internal fairness and then externally competitive. And uh, we go to great lengths to, to ensure that we, we accomplish that and achieve that goal. So, um, you know, compensation is a big part of why 
why most of us come to work every day. So it is, it's important and it shows, it's a way to show how we, how we value the associates for their contributions. Hmm. I love the, I love that, that mission statement or value the internally fair and and externally, uh, externally competitive. competitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, okay. So what makes an assistant a leader? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. So a leader is... So it goes back to that quote that I read at the beginning around from Bill Gore, a leader is someone who is who is good at what they do. Right. And people naturally will follow someone that has that um, capability. It's hard to be a leader and not do the work and not be capable, not be in the in the ranks or in the doing the work that you're that those that you're leading are doing every day. And, you know, at Gore, we do, we have what we call a culture survey every year. And one of the questions on that survey is, uh, I consider myself a leader at Gore. And it kind of speaks to that we want everyone to feel like a leader, whether they have it as an official title or not. We're all leaders in different capacities. We all have different, different topics where we're knowledge-based experts and at times, the leader will lead and at times the leader will follow someone that they lead, right? It's, it just depends on who has that that knowledge and the expertise on the particular topic. So I think to me, that's the essence of a leader is someone that is good at what they do and then people naturally follow and look up to them. And in the role of an EA, you're not going to last long if you're not fun- functionally excellent and a leader as an EA, you are a leader, whether you want to be or not. So um, you have to develop others. As that's how you multiply your impact. And we develop others by sharing knowledge. Some people see knowledge as a, as a power and they hoard it. But true leadership is really evident by sharing knowledge and helping others to grow. And that's especially true at Gore. As part of our culture, we 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 don't have titles. So that was, you know, calling myself an EA is more of an external thing. We don't really, Hmm. we're all associates at Gore and leadership takes different forms, you know, in different situations. So it just depends who has that knowledge and expertise. So is that why you keep saying customer? Do you call your managers, your executives customers? Yes. That's another, we don't, we don't really use the word executive. That's more of a speaking externally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. The, the CEO really doesn't refer to himself as a CEO, except for externally as well. He calls himself the enterprise leader. So, oh, nice. yeah. So, okay. So speaking of uh, the enterprise leader slash CEO, the board, all those higher ups, if you will, uh, 
you know, you mentioned that you were, you realized that you wouldn't be able to do the role if you're intimidated by the power and prestige of supporting those types of people. So how do you kind of work through that? Or how, how do you recommend assistance listening who are intimidated by CEOs and board members to work through that? Yeah, I, so I needed to feel really comfortable asking my questions, sharing my thoughts as I would with anybody else that I had ever supported. And so I, that was one of the early things I knew I had to kind of get over and it helped. I did, I knew the, the CEO and the board chair. I knew him. I'd worked with him previously before he became the CEO and board chair. So, and it helps, right. When they, when there's not a, when there's not an ego involved, I think um, they're very down to earth, normal people. And it's, you know, part of my role, I think, is helping everyone else see that as well. And so um, they really are, you know, they put their pants on the same way that we do. And uh, I'm also grateful that I've always been treated as valued and smart and capable and important by them as well. And they often will reach out and ask my opinion and acknowledge the unique position that I'm in and all that I see. And, you know, sometimes they take my advice and sometimes they don't, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's always nice to feel like you had the opportunity to share your thoughts and, um, you know, potentially have, it's, it's a, a very, it can be a very influential role. And I try to never take advantage of the position that I'm in and, you know, utilize, utilize that for my own personal values, thoughts, feelings, you know, um, so it is something that it or, you know, we refer to it as healthy challenge. I think we need to hmm. be comfortable expressing a difference of opinion, too, with with those that we support. So they need to not everyone else feels that. Right. And so someone has to have that relationship to to really tell them maybe a different opinion. Yeah. It nice. helps them. It helps them in the end. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about development for a minute. So how have you, over your career, sought professional development and just kept your, uh, kept learning? Yeah, so early on, I would say, you know, our company would offer different classes and things. And that was kind of the extent of, of my learning. I, you know, we would have, we would have Microsoft classes or classes of on communication that I would take at Gore that they offered. And since I have been in the EA role just in the last couple of years, I have started doing a lot of my own searching for, for training and external development opportunities. And I have just been amazed at all of the resources that are available, the books, the trainings, the podcasts, the EA groups, there's just so many out there and, it's really been encouraging to me to, you know, this podcast is one example of just the connection with other admins and hearing the work that they do um, is really encouraging to me to know that there's, there's other people out there that struggle with the same things that I struggle with. And it is a very unique role supporting a CEO. It's one that you don't realize until, until you're in the seat. I think how challenging it can be. And, um, Another one of my one of my former leaders used to say knowledge is a burden and that's 
that's very true. I've learned in this role. So just that camaraderie with other with other EAs has been really, really valuable for me. Love it. Are there um, times in your career where you've needed someone to talk to outside of the the bubble of Gore, and and how have you found people to to vent with? <laughs> right. So my husband takes a lot of that. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. So confidentiality, right, is one of the biggest without confidentiality in this type of role, you really don't, you're not going to last long. Mm -hmm. So it is one of those things I, I tend to keep most everything to myself that is confidential. Like I said, my husband, he hears a decent amount. Um, so it is helpful, though, to have that, that person that you trust that you can share with. And, you know, maybe it's not sharing all the details or names, but it's, sharing a situation right and asking for advice um that's that's important to have those relationships yeah awesome well uh kind of the last topic i wanted to talk about is confidence so how have you developed your own confidence over the years well i will say that public speaking is not not an area where i am confident in (laughs) and so this doing this podcast was something where I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. And that is one of the biggest ways where I think we can develop our confidence is by being willing to step outside of our comfort zone and push ourselves and taking on those opportunities that we don't think maybe we're capable of. But, you know, one of our, one of our core beliefs that Gore is belief in the individual. And we talk about you know, so many times you hear people tell stories about, I didn't think I could do this, but someone else believed in me. And so I've had people that have done that for me, that has given me confidence. And I strive to be that person also for other people. And as I see admins that are, that are younger and coming up the ranks that are, I can tell they're very capable. And by, you know, giving them those opportunities, those stretch opportunities, um, it, it instills confidence. It's hard at the time, but um, we have to develop that muscle, and that's that's how we get stronger and more confident. Love it. Well, Janet, thank you so much for sharing uh, great great tips and and wisdom from your years at uh, at W L Gore and Associates. And yeah, I really appreciate you stepping outside of your comfort zone to be on the show and. Um, just putting yourself out there and getting some practice with the the things that you may not feel confident in. And it's a good way to set an example for those listening. So thanks for being on the show. Is there something that, uh, or a website or, or somewhere that people can reach out to you if they want to say hi or LinkedIn or something? Sure. Yeah. LinkedIn is definitely the best way to, to reach me. And Jeremy, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. It's been, I've really enjoyed and benefited a lot from your podcast and your book. And just want to say thank you to you for having me here today. You are welcome. It's my pleasure. And I'll put the LinkedIn URL in the show notes, leaderassistant.com slash 171. So you all can reach out to Janet and say hi. And thanks again, Janet. Great. Thank you, Jeremy. Please. 
please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullos.com